This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 42, and I'm James Eek. Modern judo has been built up by Professor Jigoro Kano out of the ancient jiu-jitsu systems. The essential aim of these was to overwhelm the opponent. Judo is planned to make men fit both in body and mind, making use of all the knowledge of attack and defense accumulated in nearly 20 centuries by jiu-jitsu experts. Methodically arranged into a single system and based on a single principle. The word jiu-jitsu itself has been superseded by judo, so that jiu-jitsu has become obsolete in Japan, though still used elsewhere. The meaning of the words jiu-jitsu and judo emphasize the explanation I have just given. The word jiu-jitsu is derived from ju, meaning gentle, soft, or giving way. Jitsu, meaning art, so the jiu-jitsu means the gentle art the soft art, or the art of giving way. As do means principle, judo means the principle of giving way, or the principle of the gentle art. The word art is not conspicuous in judo, but it's understood. Judo is far more than a method of attack and defense, though it is the effectiveness of judo as a means of defense that has made it famous. For judo is the art of using the body in general. It is planned to improve general well-being and a sense of rhythm and develops coordination of movement as no other method or sport can possibly do. The senses of time and space are so much bettered by judo practice that soon every disciple becomes aware of a certain improvement in progress in whatever occupation, hobby, or sport he may have followed previously. Indeed, judo should be considered as a basic culture of the body, much as matriculation is necessary before starting serious work in any of the sciences. Young boys and girls prepared by a few years of judo practice will not only be magnificently equipped for any physical emergencies in life, but will also find themselves possessing an alert, strong, and well-trained body. Judo training will prove to be an invaluable preliminary to such artistic professions as dancing or acting, as well as to any sport or occupation where physical fitness and grace of movement are essential. Professor Kano describes judo as the art of the highest or most efficient use of mental as well as physical energy directed to the accomplishment of a definitive purpose, or aim. One may wonder why stress is put on the word mental. The reason is that in judo, the body is educated to respond faithfully to materialize the mental image of the desired act. There are no aimless, mechanical, unintelligent movements in judo, as in gymnastics. There is always an an opponent in front of you, And the exercise consists always in using the body to the accomplishment of a definite purpose or aim. Here's another point that makes judo practice absorbingly interesting. It trains the body into submission to the personality. The violinist's fingers are trained to purposeful movements and are utterly submitted to his will. 
They express his personality when he has attained complete mastery over them. So do the feet of the dancer. So does the whole body to the judo expert. To call judo an art is not to use a far-fledged phraseology. The constant presence of an opponent gradually develops a special attitude of ever-readiness to meet an emergency. Observation and watchfulness are trained by the constant attention to the opponent's actions. The powers of judgment and imaginative enterprise are brought into play when seeking to find the weak point in the opponent's position and contriving instantly the means of taking immediate advantage of it. Judo develops quick decision and prompt action, without which no opportunity of attack or defense is of any avail. The ever-increasing speed and smoothness of movement taught in Judo makes the body graceful, alert, and strong. The muscular development resulting from Judo practice is harmonious and physiologically sound. We do not indeed make use of special arbitrary movements unless abnormal defaults or underdevelopments of particular muscle groups are to be corrected. The body is left alone to adapt itself in a natural way. This and the almost inexhaustible variety of movement make hypertrophy or underdevelopment of certain muscle, muscle groups impossible. There's a great deal to say about the fighting spirit, in the best sense of the words, fostered by judo. The quarrelsome character is indeed gradually weeded out, and none is more reluctant to get into a squabble than a judo expert. He does not make use of his skill against you for the same reason that you do not avail yourself of your physical superiority to a child. But when fighting is unavoidable, he will stick to it with the tenacity of an Irish terrier, ignoring pain, never losing his temper, and certain to win. For constant attention is paid in judo, simultaneously with the teaching of attack and defense in the most efficient way, to the paramount aim of enabling men and women to have perfect control over mind and body. So that is one of the best descriptions I've ever heard of judo or, for that matter, modern-day Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And it's from a book called Judo, The Art of Defense and Attack from the early 1940s by Moshe Feldenkrais. And if you've heard that name before, he's the same man who would go on to create the movement and healing system of Feldenkrais. If you're a jiu-jitsu or a judo practitioner and haven't seen this book, you need to find it. It is probably one of my favorite books on both judo and jiu-jitsu for that matter. Um, it was written in a time, I believe, um, by a man who actually really deeply understood the art. Um, and the similarities between what I see in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu today and what he presents in Judo, the art of defense and attack, it's, it's almost identical. You could say that it is a book about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for that matter, which is very interesting.
A lot of the more modern judo books that I've read don't have that. There's a definite uh, difference between the two systems, as there are today. So if you haven't read it, go out and get it. It's definitely one of the best representations of the art that I've seen in print. And giving a really solid overview, as well as some great detail into the inner workings of judo, and like I said, if you do jiu-jitsu, pick it up as well, because it will just amplify what you're already doing. I love how he says that, um, and that we are still just coming to grasp the importance that martial arts training gives to a young person. At its surface, it's easy to just see a martial art, martial art as something physical. It's just one person fighting another. But when you train in it, when you really get into the trenches and start to understand what the art is made of, what its magic is, what its potential is, then you can see how a martial art, any martial art, is about so much more than just fighting. And in fact, is more about learning about ourselves and our place in the world than it is about harming somebody. And he's on spot on his comment that the paramount aim of judo is to enable men and women to have perfect control over body and mind. It's also one of the most difficult things for most people. <laughs> for those who've trained in the martial arts for a decade or more, or maybe less, you start to see that the way you deal with things in your life and how your friends and colleagues deal with similar things, well, there's really a very real difference. When you take an art that is harder and tougher like judo or Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you see this even more. What's cultivated is a calm chill that comes out as a result of learning to deal with the physicality and the strategy that layers into yourself over time. You're able to deal with things that otherwise you wouldn't. And your way of doing it is far calmer. In the book, he talks about this as well, mentioning that judo practitioners will become aware of, as he calls it, certain improvements in progress in whatever occupation, hobby, or sport he may have previously followed. The reality of training is that if you stick with it long enough, you're going to start to see the training in everything. You sit at your desk and you'll be working on your breathing. You'll force yourself to make sure you get your 10,000 steps a day because you know it is a minimum of what you should be doing for your body. You'll read books that improve your thinking. You'll deal with stress in a different way than you did before. You'll be patient. You'll be kind. You'll do good deeds. And you'll hit the gym to get stronger and more fit. Everything will become part of your training. You're going to see it in every single aspect. And your life will become your martial art. When you take a hard and difficult and extremely rewarding martial art like judo or Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you have to understand, for those who don't, you're constantly dealing with another person. A person who wants to crush you, a person who wants to dominate you, a person who wants to submit you. And this is important to have a clear understanding about. There's no easy part to it. You have to be mindful and in the moment. You can't be worried about the girl who dumped you. You can't be upset about that thing your boss said to you. 
You can't think about how old or young or fit or fat or whatever you think you are. All you can think about is dealing with this person, defending, moving, trying to find an advantage. And there's something very cool and zen-like about this kind of training that it gives to us. For many people, jiu-jitsu or judo is the toughest thing they've ever been through. And once you go through the early stages of this and realize the transformation it creates in your life, you simply can't get enough of it. The bruises, the sweat, the hardness of it. It's all something you want more of and that you miss when you aren't on the mats. It somehow makes everything in your life better. And that's really magic. Especially in these days we live in where communication is a text message or an email. Someone doesn't want you in their life and they send you a message. Someone needs to send other bad news, email. We've become a society of disassociated cowards. You have good news or bad news to pass on. At the very least, pick up an actual phone. Or better yet, talk to that person or those people face-to-face. That's what not being a coward is. Jiu-jitsu is always face-to-face. It shares the good and it shares the bad. There are no lies in jiu-jitsu. And judo is the same. It's in your face. You know. It's the truth. And nothing is as honest as the mats. And if you don't have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school that's worth going to in your city, see if there's a judo school. If there aren't either, get in your car and go to a neighboring city. I really mean it. I, I train in a whole lot of different things, and I think you need it in your life. I really believe that we all need jiu-jitsu and the lessons it brings. And judo is very similar. They're, they're two sides of a very similar coin. You have to remember that judo is the mother that Brazilian jiu-jitsu was born out of, if you don't know that. That's why I kind of use the two interchangeably. Now, I myself, I've done both. I started with judo. And I am currently doing a lot of jiu-jitsu. I love them. And I think they're great systems. And they teach you so much. But find a good school that does it. If you want my advice, it would be to train in both. Learn from both. But not just that. I'd say train in as many different martial arts as you can. Judo is a beautiful system, and I myself am so glad that my martial arts path started there when I was a kid. Where I am today, I'm in love with jiu-jitsu. It adds so much to my life, and in ways that I can't even describe. I just know that it'll, I'll be doing it for the rest of my life. So, take my advice and Mr... Feldenkrais's advice and try it and you'll find out the same thing without a doubt 
All right, let's go to our question of the day. So today's question of the day is, hi, (laughs) I'm deployed and I'm wondering how I can keep up with my training when I can't get to my dojo, which by the way, I miss. Thanks. (laughs) Well, first off, thanks for the question. Um, I'd say read, read lots. Read everything you can. Read about different martial arts. Read about Zen. Read about strategy. Read about anything that you can. Educate yourself so that when you get back on the mats, you're bringing all that knowledge and all that power with you. And you can learn how to implement it physically. The next thing would be to stay in shape. Now, you know what? You don't need a gym, your body comes with a gym push-ups, squats, sit-ups. And if you have some weights or a pull-up bar, get that going. Get into better shape than you have ever been in. And then when you get back on the mats, you are going to be a beast. Develop your mind. Learn how to meditate. Learn about proper breathing. Learn about and practice how to be in the moment. Now, if you get all these three things working... You'll be so much better when you get back at it. And if you train in a system that you can do by yourself, practice, do your kata, work your basics. If there's someone that you can train with and show a few things to, get on it. Be creative and innovative and take this as an opportunity to get more from your training, but just in a different way. So there you go. Get to it. Be safe. Watch your back and your buddy's backs and get back home in one piece and train. So there you go. And I think we will draw that to a close today. Um, If you're liking these podcasts, and I know that you are, (laughs) leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean the world to me. Um, And when I say that, I mean like, you know, click on the leave a review button and actually write a few words and give us five stars. And that would make my day because, hey, you're listening to this for free, (laughs) Um, which is awesome. I love that it's free and that it's a uh, it's a very cool forum. But uh, give back. And you know what? The way these things work these days, if you leave it a review, um, algorithms and all that magic of the interwebs make it so other people can find it. Which leads me to the next thing. If you're liking it, please let your friends and your training partners and all the world know about the Warrior's Way podcast because that would be fantastic. Um, And as well, while I'm mentioning all this stuff, we do have a Facebook page, so seek out that and join it. Um, You can find it the usual way of finding Facebook pages. Um, I also have my uh, Martial Arts School Facebook page, which is the Eek Academy of Martial Arts, just like my name. And I post stuff on both. Uh, We have a website out there. And, of course, if you enjoy the kind of things that I talk about, I've written a couple books on training. Uh, One is what the podcast is named after, A Warrior's Way, A Guide to Lifelong Learning in the Martial Arts. 
And the other one, the more recent one, is called A Wolf in the Woods. And it uh, is about how a encounter with a wolf out here in the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> how that led me to kind of change the way I think about my training, um, how I teach, what I teach, and um, the way I think about a lot of things. I don't think you can, you know, get into a fight with a wolf in the woods and not walk away with a different way of thinking. So there you go. What a great book. Pick it up. You can find it where you buy books without a doubt. Um, Oh, and my books, by the way, you can get them on Amazon, Kobo, Kindle, all that kind of jazz. And with that, enough of this podcast for the day. Get on the mats and train. Be a good friend. Try to do some good in the world today. Make somebody's life a little bit better. Thanks a lot.